Let each day be so fashioned as though it were closing the line of days and completely fulfilling life. If then, God grants us the morrow, let us accept it with a happy heart. Seneca It was nice of Miriam to let you out. It was my decision. Yes. You've been out a few times lately. How was the trip to Stewart's with Richard? Fine. I didn't know there was a bakery downtown. Yeah, it's new, but they make the best brownies here. We're here. Rachel and Jason enter, then order and sit. I used to roam downtown into the river, effigy. Causing trouble? Halfway. Causing grief to my mom, doesn't. We'll sit here. Uh, I guess you can't stop that, can you? What? The vocalizations? No. Tell me about them. No. You don't have to, of course. I'm just curious. I call them thought balloons. They start at the center of my psyche and grow and grow until they overshadow every other thought. And the only way to stop them is to say something, anything, and after, all is well, Jensen. Similar to OCD, but not really. Yeah, really. OCD is a broad diagnosis. It runs from hoarders to scrupulosity and back. I see. It's sad that one person caused this. You must have loved her. Him. And I don't want to talk about it. Sorry. Did you know I chose my cookies for a reason? Oh? Why? Ebony and ivory. Chocolate and vanilla. The best of both worlds? I see, but what do you mean? You know I'm half black. Yes, I can see that. I see the world through confused eyes. Not just my illness. Half of me belongs in the white world, with its attachments to lust and greed and superficiality, and the other to fear and dependency and a failure to perform up to par, and subject to all manner of discrimination and victimization, hopping. Have you been discriminated against in your lifetime? Yes, and it's like, I have to be twice as good, twice as disciplined, twice the time as whites, and even then, I might meet up with the underlying feeling that I am second class and worthy of contempt, and my opportunities might dry up as a result. Really, Jason? I'm Jewish. Do you know anything of the Holocaust or the thousands of years of pogroms or beatings or desecrations and persecutions? My race has endured countless years of prejudiced, bigoted violence due to misunderstandings of who we really are and societal myths. We killed Christ, remember? Please don't lecture me on inequality. I'm just saying, you can drive down any town USA's streets and not get pulled over. But I might lose my life at a traffic stop. That may be a very real possibility, but do you also realize you are talking to a woman, the most victimized subgroup in all of history, held down by men who want to control, used for men's pleasures against our will, in countless dens, in countless states, and countless countries Worldwide, when I walk anywhere, I always scan front, back, left, right, up, down, and sideways, constantly to prevent attack. Do you do that? In a minor way. And that's just to ward off violence, not to mention the discrimination on the job, where I can be passed over for a better job and the job given to a male who is less qualified than I, strictly because my boss's perception of my relative worth is slanted? Discrimination affects people differently. 
I am worried about the seeming systemic prejudice in society. I am mentally ill, and this sets me up for all manner of abuse, from teachers to cops to you, system. Jason, what I do for you requires no reward, no recompense. I'm hurt that you said that. I care about you as a person. I don't think of you as a color or an object, just as you, someone I could treasure, but not when he's being a Sorry, pity. I'm sorry. I'm a little paranoid. You think? Hello, and welcome to Episode 9 of Minutia by Jay Town. Minutia is performed in sunny Amsterdam, New York, in front of a live audience, and is sponsored by Bash Winger Insurance Agency and Miller Printing Amsterdam. We use whatever means necessary to inspire or uplift or instruct on any number of subjects, entertainment with a conscience. In our previous episode, Miriam recovers in the hospital from a mild heart attack while the family makes plans to care for her once released. And Jackson tries to find a way to live with himself. Please enjoy episode nine of Minutia. Hello? Hello, Father. How are you? Grandchild. I'm early. <laughs> That's a first. She'll be here at any moment. Sit. Oh, hi, Father. Didn't see you. I'm trying to blend in. No. Who was it, dear? A pest. Oh, good morning, Father. It was such a blessed day. Ah, yes, it is. She'll be fine with all you caring for her. Where's Jackson? He's checking her out today and driving her home. Against my better judgment. Damn it. Oh, sorry, Father. Hello. <laughs> Margaret. David, now is not the time. Such a shame. And they have a daughter, too. Now is never the time for you. Do you realize that we have an important meeting tomorrow about our daughter and us? No us, David. There was never an us. And I'm canceling the meeting. Insufficient time to prepare. You've had four weeks. How much time do you need? Six weeks. What is wrong this time? Lawyers walk out on you again? That's none of your business. Everything's my business. Is your daughter ever your business? Do you think she needs you now to do the right thing and give me full custody? You're hardly the one to determine what's best for my child or yourself, or even me, since you've disregarded my wishes for years. I honored your request. I let you go when you asked. What was I supposed to do? <sighs> That's water under the bridge now. Listen, I'm sorry for going far afield. I called to remind you of the meeting, not argue. I'll let my lawyer know you need a couple more weeks. But Margaret, if you don't follow through this time, you know the result. Don't threaten me. She sits on a bed and stews. Meanwhile, driving Miriam the few blocks home from the hospital, Jackson says something stupid. I did think you were gone, without benefit of my last words to you. Which were? I love you. Don't go. Weak, Jackson. I'll bet you came up with those two seconds ago. Besides, a lie of your magnitude deserves days, weeks, months of contrition. And you don't seem to be able to even start the process. Which begs the question, are you truly sorry? Well, sorry was never my strong suit. 
it'll come in handy for the only child you have left. Hmm. Here we are. I'll help you out. You once said love means sorry. Did you mean that or were you just faking? I meant it. Then act it. Mom, here, let me help. Okay, dear. Hmm. Here's Dad's chair. Here. Careful. Mary and Anna are in the house. Grandma made some salad if you're hungry. I might be by the time you get me in this chair and up the ramp. Okay, Mom. Snarky does not become you. There you go. I'll get the door. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Richard. Well, detective. You dismissed your attorney. Was that wise? He missed the larger picture. Does that mean we are free to talk with you? Sure. Here in my cell. Uh, That won't do. Wouldn't you feel more comfortable in the interrogation room? It's more private. We can get you something to drink. Maybe. What I really want is to see somebody special. Who? Rachel Levine. Oh? Why? She's carrying something of mine, and I want to give her some instruction for handling before I go away. I see. I'll arrange it, if you meet her in the room. Do it soon. I might change my mind. Fine. Sit tight. Nobody knows but Jesus. Rachel wakes nauseous, fixes herself a plain English muffin, and sits down to eat. She looks around at her unsecured apartment. Margaret? Hello. Hi. Mom is coming home in a few minutes. Can you come up to the house? Don't bring anything. We have everything. Yeah, sure, but I don't feel well. How? Just queasy. Constantly. What can you eat? We have fruit and I can make you a smoothie. That sounds good. I have to get dressed. It may be a while. Try to hurry. She'll be here soon. Oh, Margaret, I have another call. I'll see you soon. Hello? Rachel Levine. No, you have the wrong number. Rachel, this is Detective Fox with APD. I know. How can I help you? I may need your assistance with Richard. How? I've told you all that I know, and I'll testify in court. What more do you need? He says he will talk of certain things, but he wants to talk to you first. He's dismissed his lawyer. What does he need me for? To confess? He wants to talk about something personal, he says. No. Rachel, listen. If we get him talking about personal things, he may open up about the full extent of his crimes. And wouldn't it make you feel good if we can nail him for Jason's murder? Hmm, thinking. Take your time. Fine, but you need to prep me first. Of course. Come to the front desk. I need to make a call first to family. No word of this to anyone. Okay, and I feel terrible. Don't we all? After her family wheels her into the house, they gather in the living room. Mary brings her a raspberry smoothie. Here you go, sis. One raspberry and purple kale smoothie. Thanks. I like those, but not kale. It's an acquired taste. Ah, boy, am I tired. I've gotten your bed ready when you need it. Boy, all of you doing so much for me. This is not normal. Your circumstance is not normal. 
neither is yours. Don't think with all this niceness I've forgotten about that. No, I, d I don't imagine. We'll talk soon, old man. And Mary, I understand the need to please being the subordinate sister, but you have not stopped since I was wheeled in. What gives? You know, Miriam, leave it to you to accept our kindness in the unkind way you are. For one thing, I am the subordinate sister, always trying to gain my share of attention in your shadow. And pardon me, Mom, but with parents all too willing to let me play second fiddle to you. Mary, that's not true. We loved you equally. But you didn't show it. All those acting out moments and drinking and partying. The failed marriages? Yes, Mama. I knew this to be true, but I didn't do a thing about it. All these years, I was indifferent to you in your attempt to put dog feces in my underwear drawer. Do you think I forgot that? <laughs> oh, sorry, Mom. Funny. Yes, I remember, but I forgive you. Oh, Regal, my whole life can't be forgiven and brushed away that easily. I know. I'm sorry for whatever way I negatively affected your life. I truly am. And I do appreciate your efforts to make me well. The raspberry and kale smoothie, you're taking the time to just be here to help. Thank you, all of you. It's Rachel. Where is she? And where's Mark? Hi, how's mom? She's a little combative. Give me that phone. She's reaching for it. Maybe she's reaching for me so she can rip my heart out probably. Please, Margaret Ann, before I have another heart attack. Oh, stop. Here. Where are you, and how are you, and when are you coming to visit? Uh, I'm at home. I'm fine, and I will visit today. I need to ask a favor of you. No money. You know how I feel about that. No, I'd like to ask to rent the upstairs. Too many ghosts here. Well, there is the ghost of Augustus up there. He's very prevalent. I never met your dad. Maybe we can get acquainted. Come over. We'll talk. I'll talk to her. Here's Margaret. Now, where were we? Oh, yeah. Margaret takes the phone into Jason's room and shuts the door. What do you have to do before you can come over? Don't tell anyone. It's okay. Nobody can hear me. I'm in Jason's room. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I have to go to APD to talk to Richard. Oh? Why? God only knows. I've got a little something. David is two shakes from taking Grace away for good, and I can't tell Mom for fear of causing another heart attack. How and why? He's a bastard, that's all. Does he have a case? What do you mean? Oh, I'm sorry, it's the APD. I'll tell you when I see you, okay? Uh, okay. See you soon. Margaret, dear. Why did you find it necessary to hide in your deceased brother's room to talk to a woman who is suspect in my eyes? Suspect? Hama? Huh, How is that? Jackson, tell her, as one compromised person to another. It's not my place. What is your place, huh? Miriam. Yes, dear? You're out of line. Oh, how about that time you hit me? Were you out of line then? You hit her? 
Yes. When? Does it matter? Yes, it does. 20 years ago, while under the influence. No excuse. Definitely not, but context is important. So, from Mary's abortions and bad judgment, which caused her son to die. Miriam. To Margaret's child out of wedlock, almost a bad marriage, bad affair, poor parenting skills. Jeez, Mom. To Jackson's addictions, violence, and utter lie of seven years, pretending and quite convincingly to being something he's not. Mom's divorces and setting her house on fire and killing that fireman. I'd say we got compromised. Just about covered. Well, what a fine morning this is. Miriam comes home from almost dying and picks on her sister, her husband, her daughter, mother, friend, questioning us when she is just as bad off, just as compromised. But her sins in the convent will remain with me to the grave. I will not be like you, Miriam. I will hold my peace. Miriam rolls her wheelchair to the entrance of her room and turns around. There was something about coming through that door that triggered a memory of hope, maybe, I'm not sure. But these memories I dredged up were to prove a point. And this was just a test for me. After all those horrible things I said and your reactions, my ticker was just fine, just fine. So, sorry for the manipulation. I am fine, and so will you be. Don't forget, adjust. And I'm a little tired now, so can someone please help me into bed? Thank you, Rachel, for coming down. Whatever I can do to help. He has opted to forego a lawyer for now, and, and he called for you. Says he has some unfinished business with you. He always will. How's that? I'm pregnant, and he thinks it's his child. Who is the father? Do you know? Yes, it's Jason. I didn't see that coming. But, okay, easy enough. Tell him it is his. Play it up. Let him believe. Anything else, we'll have to improvise. Okay? Yes. Where is he? This way. Thanks. Rachel! Richard, you called for me? Don't be so formal. Sit. I called for you because you think you know about me, but you don't. For instance, you think this is about this child you, you have brewing. It's not. I don't give a damn about the fact that you're carrying Jason. It's yours. What? I was with Jason a week after. The timing wasn't right. I don't care, is what I'm trying to say, about you or Jason or my spawn. I obviously can't raise a child where I'm going. Where? Don't play coy with me. I dismissed my lawyer. Now I'm talking to you. Isn't it obvious where I'm going? Yes, it is. I'm so sorry. Yes. Sorry. Me too. It would have all worked out had you not been with Jason. Things would have all worked out. We would have had our child been a family. That's something I've never really had, you know. She takes his non-shackled hand. This is the reason, right? Not quite. See, I know they are watching from the mirror, 
and the recording devices are all on, hoping to catch me at a weak moment. But I am not weak, and I've done this before. So here it is, just between you and me. I'm sorry for Jason. Jason was a good kid, smart, and sometimes wise with his questions. And all this and his dependency hooked you, and you with your sympathies and understanding, blah, blah, blah. You made a choice for him and his abilities that you never should have made. So I had no choice. It was him or me. She drops his hand. What are you saying? It was me and Mark Ingraham and that woman egging us on. We were only going to shoot him up, you know, play with him, introduce him. Things got out of hand. It's the worst thing I've ever done. I need your help. She stares at him, then leans in. This child is Jason's and you're on your own. Fox! Wait! Oh God, oh God. Let's sit here. Okay. Thanks for helping me. Of course. Can I tell you something you already know? You love me? Yes. Are you mocking me? Yes. But you were trying to reassure me, right? Trying to see if what I've told you isn't true? No. I'm trying to let you know I am going to be there for you through everything. Why? I'm a freak. At least I feel like one. I'm two, trying to become one, trying to end this thought that I was made wrong, trying to feel normal. I still can't put it into words. You don't have to. I see you for who you are. You see me for who I was. And you hope I don't ruin your chance to be happy with a pretty girl. Noemi, Noemi, look at me. I have studied people like you. People like me? With thoughts of gender confusion. And I know where this choice you've made ends up. And I'm okay with it, if you are happy. Even if I end up a man? At first I was like, no way. And I prayed for you to not go forward. Failed prayer. No, but when you let me know about all this, I just gave up and let love win. That sounds silly. You know, I sensed certain things about you when we started hanging out, and I didn't care. It was you I wanted, and that you will always be you no matter what changes you make. And I want to be there for everything, okay? You've almost convinced me. What about Stephanie? What about her? She likes you. She wants you, can't you tell? I've made my choice. Have you? You are so sure. Stop it. If you want me to leave, I will. No, stop. Sit down. Yes, I choose you. Isn't that better? To have someone? I guess so. We'd better not stay. It's going to get dark soon. Thank you for listening to Episode 9 of Minutia. Please tune in to BobCudmore.com to hear more episodes. The players for this episode include Adam Starnes as Jason McDonald, Michael Shimino as Jason at 15, Richard C. Johnson as Jackson McDonald, Cheryl Charbonneau as Miriam McDonald, Katrina Wilkinson as Margaret McDonald, Rita Machen as Rachel Levine, Paula Turco Hafe as Mary Martinez, Kathy Ozick as Anna Bedard, George Filio as Detective Fox, Kelsey Wood as Noemi at 14, John Hoppick as Father Fitzgerald and David Allstein, and Homer Charbonneau as the narrator. Understudies Tricia Studo and Tony De Palma. Special thanks to the Century Club Amsterdam for performance space, to our sponsors, Bashwinger Insurance Agency and Miller Printing. 
and the Amsterdam Free Library for support. Aaron Sickler for sound and sound effects engineering, and Gary Wager for special music.